What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the We Do the Betting podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mostaller, and boy, has it been a while since we posted any content on here. But don't you worry, we got some important horse racing stuff for you this coming week. And on this podcast, as you may have listened before, I did a Kentucky Derby, I did a Preakness, and I did a Belmont Stakes podcast. And if you listen, well, you're probably happy, especially with the Preakness and the Belmont one. I cashed in those tickets, took them to the window, got the money, and got the job done. So if you are into horse racing or maybe you're just starting, you don't know much about it, you want to listen to this podcast because I'll help you through it. We're going to break down every horse in the Breeders' Cup Classic and hopefully make you some money. So what is the Breeders' Cup Classic? Well, it is, I would say, like the all-star event of the horse racing world. It is the richest race in the U.S. at a $6 million purse. That outbeats the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, all together, and you qualify by winning certain races just as you would for the Kentucky Derby. Um, earlier on, you get points uh, to qualify for the Derby. So if you have so many points, you can enter. Whereas for the Breeders' Cup Classic, you got to win certain races to qualify. Now, it is the best of the best. You, and a lot of these horses, you're going to recognize from the Triple Crown this year and even some from last year in this nine-horse race so it is held at delmar delmar racetrack it's, an, it's north of san diego california it looks like post time will be a little bit after 8 30 eastern time so it's later at night don't worry the coverage will be on nbc and again it is one of the biggest events because it's that all-star caliber so one it's a little bit tougher to handicap because you have the best of the best running in this race uh but two it's going to pay out a lot of money you're going to hear some names of horses that were going off at crazier odds that aren't now because they're just so many horses that could win this race and that what makes it fun to watch so this race is run at a mile and a quarter and that is what the kentucky derby was ran at so at that same distance will be uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic. And again, that's this Saturday, November 6, 2021, Delmar Racetrack. You can bet online. I use Twin Spires. You can use Naira Bets, Express Bets. You can bet at the sports book if you want. Uh, there's a lot of ways to bet on the horse races. So when I go through, just as I did with the Derby, with the Preakness, with the Belmont Stakes, I'll kind of talk a little bit about what some things mean uh, in the horse racing world for those of you that maybe you're listening for the first time and are like, I know nothing about horse racing. Uh, don't worry. We'll talk through it. So let's start breaking down the horses right now. We're going to start with horse number one. That is Tripoli. He's 15 to one trained by John Sadler and jockey. I Rad Ortiz jr. Now John Sadler, he has one breeders cup classic win under his belt and that was with the horse accelerate back in 2018 i rad ortiz the jockey has ridden one winner uh in the breeders cup classic and that was vino rosso 
back in 2019. So this will be the first time I read Rides Tripoli. He's never ran them before. Um, but let's take a look at Tripoli and see how he has done so far in his racing career. Tripoli has run in two grade one races. Now I've talked about this before and before we move on, you kind of think of grade one as you do in the NCAA with the divisions, right? You have division one football, that's a D1. That's your better schools. You got D2 then and D3 and you go down. Your grade one races and horse races are the best of the best. That's the best that you can get. Uh, grade one races are your Derby, your your Belmont, your Preakness, uh, your Breeders' Cup. So that is the best of the best, just like D1. And then you get into grade two and grade three. Well, that's just kind of like D2 and uh, D3 sports in the NCAA. However, that is still really good when you have grade two, grade three races. Uh, then you go to like optional claimers, claimers, allowance races, uh, and your, you know, basic claimers are going to be your kind of starter event uh, besides your maiden claimer. Your maiden claimer, you have to win a maiden claiming race before you can move on to claiming races allowance. And I'm not getting into all of that, but that's kind of like the basic races that you're going to see at a normal racetrack. Now, the big events is where you have your grade three, grade two, grade one. So now that we went through all of that, we take a look at Tripoli and he's won two grade one races. And one of those races, which is key, was at Del Mar, which is where they're going to be racing uh, on Saturday. So he knows the track very well. Um, he won the Pacific Classic back in August, which was the race he was able to qualify for the Classic. Um, his last race prior to that, uh, well, actually, this was after that. He ran in a race after the uh, Pacific Classic. He ran a grade one race and he lost to Medina Spirit who's the winner of the Derby this year and is also going to be in this race. We'll talk about later. That was the awesome again, grade one stakes race. He also lost to Stiletto boy who is in this class race. He's at 30 to one. We'll talk about him later and express train who we're going to get to next at 20 to one. So that's not really good. And it's interesting enough that Tripoli is 15 to one on the morning line and Stiletto boy and express train both have worse odds than him, although they both beat Tripoli in the last race, finished better than him. So it's, it's rare that he loses ground at the end of races, Tripoli, from his career. He's usually a guy that he comes from the back, he gets to the front, he doesn't let go. But unfortunately, the last race, he did let the other horses go by, and he lost some ground. So that's kind of concerning with that note. And... He hasn't really faced as much co tough competition. And when he has, he hasn't succeeded. So Tripoli, I'm not really high on, on this race. He's coming in on the rail, which is not really beneficial because unless you get out to a big lead on the rail, you're sometimes pushed into the rail by the two horse, the three horse. Now, Tripoli, I don't think is going to have that issue right off the bat with the two horse we're talking about next, but there is some speed right to the outside of him and hot rod, Charlie, essential quality and next go that are going to press forward to try to get to the rail. And if they do that, they're going to be pushing Tripoli 
up against the rail early, which is going to push him behind. And I don't think he'll be able to gain that ground. So uh, Tripoli, we'll see how he does. Now, how I usually do these uh, breakdowns, I go through every horse. And at the end, I tell you what I'm betting. So uh, just stay tuned to the end. We're going to break down every horse. There's nine of them. We'll get through them pretty quick. And then I'll tell you what I'm betting to help you uh, cash that ticket, hopefully on Saturday to win you some money. And uh, one of the last big races of the 2021 season. All right. Number two is Express Train. I brought him up just a minute ago. He's sitting at 20 to one. He's trained by John Sheriffs and ridden by Victor Espinosa. Now, John won the classic in 29 or 2009, sorry, with Zenyatta. For those people that may know a little bit about horse racing, Zenyatta was uh, a female horse and has been the only female horse to win the classic. She was able to beat the boys pretty easily. A very impressive horse and uh, a very popular horse if, if you know horse racing. Uh, now, Victor Espinosa, who will be riding express train, one in 2015 with the notorious American Pharaoh. Again, he was one of the first triple crown winners in the last like 40 years, then was Justify. But we hadn't had a triple crown winner in so long before American Pharaoh finally did in 2015. So he's one of the best of the best. And to note, American Pharaoh also won the triple crown and the Breeders' Cup. And not many have done that where you win all four. So uh, having Victor Espinosa being able to ride him in all those races definitely gives him an advantage. But it's been six years now that since he has won a classic race. This will also be the first time that he's riding Express Train where he had more experience on a much better American Pharaoh. Now let's take a look at Express Train. He has raced in five grade one races, which is very impressive. Um, he has never won, though, those grade one races. He has been second twice, so that's something to note. Out of the five, he's never won one, whereas we look at Tripoli, he has. Um, Express Train lost badly. Uh, to Tripoli in the Pacific Classic by 10 horse lengths. But then he beat him in the uh, last race that we had discussed where he didn't do that well. And, and that was in the awesome against stakes, which was just a couple weeks ago. Um, so he lost by 10 to Tripoli right off in the Pacific. Then he lost by seven horse lengths in the grade one um Awesome against stakes. So one thing to note in looking at the uh, the past performances is that express train seems to fall in recent races. He gets close to the end and just drops. So I don't think this distance of the mile and a quarter is really going to help him. Uh, so noting that I'm not big on express train this week. I think he'll be one of the horses at the back of the pack. Now we move on to the three horse, and that's Hot Rod Charlie. Some of you may recognize the name from me talking about him in prior podcasts uh, with the Triple Crown, but he's a well-known horse this year, trained by Doug O'Neill and ridden by Flavian Pratt. Pratt and O'Neill have never won a Breeders' Cup Classic race before, uh, but they've been working together with Hot Rod Charlie and doing well. 
So as you may recall, again, he ran in this year's Derby, finishing third. In the Belmont, he finished second behind a central quality. He took off the Preakness. And I predicted that. I said it's going to come down to a central quality, Hot Rod Charlie. And at the wire, uh, you know, he's going to pull away a central quality, which is exactly what happened if you watch that race. So Hot Rod, after the Triple Crown, tried to qualify in the Haskell, which is a grade one race to qualify to the Classic. He finished first, but however, he was disqualified uh, for an incident down the stretch, which cost him to finish seventh. So he had to go back into another race. They entered him in the PA Derby, and he won by two horse lengths back in September. Uh, one thing to note, Hot Rod Charlie has been training for the distance. He's been training well, and he's looking to hit the board this week. So when it comes down to the end, Hot Rod Charlie is going to be uh, one of my top picks here. I think he hits the board uh, in some way. Potential to win uh, is there, but definitely in the exotics. And when I talk exotics, I'm talking about your exacta trifecta superfecta. We'll touch base on what that means here at the end of the episode. Number four, essential quality. He is the three to one uh, morning on the morning line. He's not quite the favorite. There's a horse better than him, uh, but he is trained by Brad Cox and ridden by Louis Saez. Uh, Saez and Cox both are looking for their first classic win after they won the Belmont Stakes this past year with essential quality. Now, you may know his central quality was the favorite going to the Derby. He finished fourth in that race. But since the Belmont, he won that. Essential quality ran in two more races, a grade one and a grade two, which he both won. He also has been training extremely well. His times have been fantastic. And he has won eight of nine races in his career. And his only loss was that fourth place finish in the Derby. So that is something very, very good for central quality. He's definitely going to be a top choice in this race. I think that he will win. I think he has the potential at the worst to finish second or third. So definitely somebody you're going to want to put money on this week. Number five is Nick's go. And right now he's the current five to two favorite. He's trained by Brad Cox as well and written by Joel Rosario. So Brad Cox arguably has the two best forces in this race and Nick's going essential quality. Uh, Joel Rosario, he has seen the winner's circle uh, at uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic, and he won in 18 on Accelerate. So let's talk about Nick's go. He's coming off um, some impressive wins, including winning by four horse lengths in the grade one Whitney, over Maxfield, who had run, he, he was a pretty decent horse about two years ago. Um, Nick's go has won three of four grade one races in his career and has won his last three races by an average of six horse lengths. So this horse is fast. This horse is tough. He's been taken down the competition. This is why he's the favorite. But my question is, he hasn't faced the competition like Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie, who are two very, very tough horses when we look at this field and for the 2021 season as it goes. So he's a fast horse. Uh, he's going to benefit from running longer. Um, I expect him to push out towards the lead early, though. Um, 
So Nick's go is going to be a tough one in this one and definitely one that you want to bet to, to win and in your exotics. He's going to be up there. And honestly, when it gets down to it, I think both Brad Cox trained horses are going to be running first and second. Number six is Art Collector, eight to one odds on the morning line. He's trained by Bill Mott and ridden by Mike Smith. Now, Mike Smith is looking for a career tying uh, five classic wins. He's got four right now. If he gets to five, he will tie the most uh, ever to win the classic. Um, so Mike Smith, he's one of the best jockeys ever to ride. If you don't know him, he's an older uh, jockey, but he's been in in the horse racing business for a long time. And he's just, he's incredible. Um, so he's definitely a guy that you want on your side and riding your horse. If you have the opportunity, he last won uh, a British cup classic race in 2016 on Arrowgate. Uh, Bill Mott, he has two classic wins, his last being Drosselmeyer in 2011. And guess who was riding that horse for Bill Mott? None other than Mike Smith. So Question is, can Smith and Mott connect once again on Art Collector? Well, let's take a look at Art Collector. He was one of the favorites to win the Preakness a year ago in 2020, but ended up finishing fourth by 10 horse lengths. He then finished eighth in the Breeders' Cup Mile last year, losing to Nick's Go. So that is something to note there. Art Collector dropped down in class. Uh, we talk about grade one, grade two, grade three. He went down to a non-graded race and lost that race. But he's won three in a row coming into the Classic, including a grade two Charlestown Classic win this year and a grade one Woodward win, which got him into this race. Our collector has been training well. His speeds have been improving. But the problem is he hasn't been pulling away from the competition as I would like him to do. So I'm this is a horse that I'm going to be monitoring coming into Saturday to see where his odds are. If it's around the eight to one or they go a little bit higher, I'm going to be tempted to place a bet because he has potential uh, to hit the board in some way. But right now, I'm just going to keep an eye on him. I don't think I'll be putting him in any sort of bets. Now we talk about the long shot in this race at 30 to one. That's number seven, Stiletto Boy, trained by Ed Moger and ridden by Kent uh, DeSormo. Neither Kent or Ed have won a Breeders' Cup Classic race, and they're going to look to do so on this long shot. So why is Stiletto Boy the long shot in this race? Well, he's only raced in one grade one race, which was honestly impressive. He finished second behind Medina Spirit in the Awesome Against Stakes, which we talked about already with some of the earlier horses. And he was at 54 to 1 odds, outbeating Express Train, Tripoli. He did it all. Uh, now, Stiletto Boy has only won two of 10 races, which were non-graded. So that is not a good number there. Uh, but as we approach the race, you know, he's been training very well. He's coming in second in the last race. And honestly, I think he's worth a, a look at here, at least for a long shot. He's the, he's the worst odd horse here, but I think that he has potential to somehow hit the board. I know there's a lot of tough competition in this race, but at a 30 to one shot, I mean, finishing second behind one of the favorites in Medina's spirit, that's saying something. And, you know, he's been training well, improving in every race. The question is, can he go up against more competition? We'll see. Number eight, Medina's spirit, four to one. 
trainer is Bob Baffert. And if you know horse racing at all, you've heard of Bob Baffert. He's the winningest trainer in Breeders' Cup Classic history, in which he last won with his horse Authentic last year. On the mount of Authentic was John Velazquez, who will also be on the mount of Medina Spirit this year. So they have that connection as well with Medina Spirit and with, uh, you know, Bob Bathard, John Velazquez, just as Mike Smith and Bill Mott have that connection. So another connection here is pretty cool. Um, can the duo go back to back? Well, Benita Smirit won the Kentucky Derby earlier this year, beating his central quality and hot rod Charlie, but he then lost the Preakness finishing third. Since then, Medina Spirit won a $100,000 race and won the grade one awesome again, beating Stiletto Boy. He's been training well and will definitely be a contender to win this race. Do I think he wins? I don't think so. I think there's too much competition up there with the central quality Nick's go and Hot Rod Charlie. But, you know, I think he'll be he'll be somewhere. He'll be somewhere there uh, in the picture. Um, that race is nothing to be looked down on the awesome again grade one race it's still a grade one race um but there is some some tough competition there but never roll out a bob baffert horse last we got number nine max player at eight to one trainer steve asmussen is its second time breeders cup champion he's won two of them uh the last time getting it done with gunrunner in 2017 i was high on him uh, that year won me some money he has Ricardo Santana Jr., who has never won at the Classic. So Steve's looking for three and trying to get Ricardo his first ever win. Now, Max Player ran into Belmont in 2020, finishing behind uh, Tis the Law for third. The Derby, he finished fifth. And the Preakness, he also finished fifth. He was behind the Art Collector in that one, who finished fourth. This year, he has raced in three races, including a sixth-place finish in a grade three race. And a win in a grade two and the grade one jockey club winning by four horse lengths. So the competition, I still believe, hasn't been that good for Max Player lately. Uh, but he has improved and looks to continue that success on Saturday. So those are your nine horses there. What am I betting? Where am I going? Well, I think the winner is going to be a central quality. You know, he's won a tough Belmont Stakes race. He went the distance with Hot Rod Charlie and ran him down. When it comes down to him and Nick's go, I just see it as the competition has been a little bit better for essential quality um, than for Nick's go. And I think that's where it's going to come into play. That's why I like him as a slight favorite. But right behind him, I like Nick's go. I think that he finishes second with the potential to finish uh, first, of course. Third, I like Hot Rod Charlie. I, I think that he'll be in the picture there somewhere. I think it'll be down to the wire between essential quality and Nick's go. Hot Rod Charlie will be battling for third with Medina Spirit. I think he does hold on to beat Medina Spirit. Uh, but definitely a lot of ways to play this. What am I playing? Well, play a win on Essential Quality and Nick's go. Because honestly, either one of these horses can win. Um, I don't care how you do money-wise. Whatever you want to do, you can do as little as $2. You can do as much as you want. Um, but I'll probably be playing uh, some double-digit uh, win bets on essential quality and next go now an exacta in a trifecta and superfecta are part of what they call exotics and the exacta means that you got to pick the first two horses in the correct order 
the trifecta is the top three and the superfecta is the top four. So when I take a look at the exotics, I'm going to be playing an exacta box. What it means when I box means that it doesn't matter what order they come in uh, as long as they're in the top two. So if I don't box it and I say central quality is first, Knicks go second, that's where I, that's how it has to happen. If I box it, Knicks go could be in first, the central quality could be in second or vice versa. It doesn't matter the order as long as they're in the top two. So who am I exact the boxing? I'm exact the boxing is central quality, Knicks go, Medina Spirit, and Hot Rod Charlie, because I believe that those four horses have the potential to win and to come in first and second. I don't really see any of the other competition having that potential to be first and second. Uh, for that case, that's why I'm picking just those four. A $2 box bet on that would cost you 24 bucks, but you definitely get your money's worth out of it uh, because I do believe that the top two are going to be out of those four horses come Saturday. Now, if you're looking for the Superfecta, this is where you extend a little bit further um, and you try to find somebody that's probably going to finish fourth. So when I, if I play a super in this and a trifecta, the trifecta I'm boxing the same four horses, Central Quality, Nixco, Medina Spirit, Hot Rod, Charlie. Same with the trifecta is in with the exacta. When I come to the super though, I'm not going to box that, but I'm going to take Central Quality, Nixco, Medina Spirit, Hot Rod, Charlie, all the finish first through third and for fourth. But once you get to that fourth spot, so I'm going to say Central Quality and Nick's go a Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie to finish first, second, third, or fourth. But when it comes to the fourth spot, I'm only going to add in to finish fourth Max Player, Stiletto Boy, and Art Collector. So what I'm saying is that Central Quality, Nick's go Medina Spirit, Hot Rod Charlie will some way come in the top three or four. But for fourth, I could see either Max Player, Stiletto Boy, or Art Collector hitting fourth. I don't see them hitting third, second, or first. I only see them hitting fourth. So if I'm playing that, that's how I'm going to do it. But those are the bets I'm looking at for Saturday. Again, you want to key on on a central quality and Knicks go. Those are the top two. But two other horses that could come in the top two or at least the top three is Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie. Those are your four main horses out of the nine that you're going to want to be betting to make money on. If you want to throw in a long shot bet with a show bet, now when you play the win, the horse has to win. When you play a place bet, that means the horse has got to finish first or second. If you do a show bet, bet the horse has to finish first, second, or third. That is the safest bet in horse racing. It doesn't pay that much, but if you play a show bet, that means your horse can either finish first, second, or third. Where it does hit is where you have these uh, long shot horses coming in second or third. I would play a show bet on a on a horse like Stiletto Boy for the heck of it because he's the longest long shot and he has the potential to come in the top three as proven finishing second in that last grade one race right behind a horse in Medina Spirit, who I like coming in third or fourth. So those are the horses, guys. Hopefully you guys bet. Hopefully we all win because I'll be placing these bets. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're on Apple podcast. We do the betting. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, WDT betting, and uh, I'll definitely be posting 
uh, my picks on there as well. That way, if you're confused at the end of the podcast about everything I said, you didn't write it down, you'll be able to look right on Instagram and, and probably Twitter too. I'll put it on there as well. What bets that I'm placing. So hopefully you guys enjoy the Breeders' Cup Classic. Again, that is on Saturday, November 6th at right around 8.30, 8.40 will be post time uh, for this race. You can watch it on NBC. Um, and that's Eastern time, 8.30, 8.40 Eastern time. That's at Del Mar Racetrack. So this is the last big horse race of the year. So I'm excited. This is like the all-star event. You get all the best horses in one race, and it's going to be fun. A $6 million purse goes out uh, to the winner. I believe they get over at least over 50. I think it goes up closer to 60% of the winnings if they do win. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening to this podcast. Good luck to you on Saturday if you are betting. Hopefully I was able to help you out somewhat tonight. It was good getting back on the pod and hopefully we'll be making some more content for you soon. See you guys later.